Hey everyone, it is Lexi again, and today I'm going to be talking about um, police brutality as it relates to my father and um, kind of, I'm going to share my experience of what that looks like and and for the record, out of the gate, I just want to say that I support law enforcement. Um, I support our institutions, <clears throat> but there are bad, you know, cops and FBI agents and, you know, CIA. All There are bad people out there that are in our institutions. But I would say, by and large, the people in law enforcement are good people. And so I want to say that as we go into this segment. But this is a segment that is really dark. Um, I would tell of those, um, you know, parents, you know, kids do not need to hear this. Um, I didn't need to experience it, so they definitely don't need to hear it. But my dad had gotten, he was an alcoholic, And he was the type of alcoholic that was very abusive to my mom at the time. And I was a little kid and I saw him pull guns on her and knives, put them to her throat, threaten to kill her if she ever left him. And I don't remember much from being one or two years old, but these horrible memories. Now, that being said, um... When I was five years old, <clears throat> I came home and my mom was crying on the couch. And I was like, you know, when you're five, you just know your mom is crying and you don't know why and you love her. So you just want to make sure she's okay. And she said, your your father was killed. And I was like, you know, when you're five, you can't even process the concept of really life and death. So I didn't know what was going on. Um, So long story short, I'm not going to mention what state this was in, but um, my, my biological father, my mother and my father were separated at this time. And for the record, um, I am of native American descent. I'm also Irish. So I'm biracial. And um, I just want to tell everybody out there that has dealt with police brutality in their personal lives or know people it's touched. I am so sorry for your experiences. Um, Some of the stuff I've seen on TV is disgusting of, you know, people that are in law enforcement that get a power trip off, you know, bullying others or, or what have you. Um, That's so wrong, and I'm here to stand up against it wholeheartedly. But I'm also here to stand up for our good men and women of law enforcement. I think you can do both without having to do one or the other. Um, But so anyway, so we end up going to the state that he was murdered in, which we were in different states at the time. Um, My mom eventually left him because he had gotten so abusive. And um, 
long story short, he was at his mom's house and he thought someone was out to get him. So he become he became very paranoid. And um she his mother called the police because she didn't know what to do. So my dad's mother, my grandmother called the police because he was going out of his head a bit. He was very paranoid. He thought people were after him. Um, he was in some, as an adult looking back, in some very shady, um, he was in a motorcycle gang and stuff like that. So anyways, um, he could have just been in his head with drugs and alcohol, or it could have been a legitimate concern. Well, the police come out and he, they order him to come outside. I don't know how many officers were there, but he ended up coming outside. They would originally claim, the police officers would originally claim that he had a gun in his hand when he walked outside. This would later be disproved um, to the point that um, there was a lawsuit Um, There was a settlement. There were people fired. Today, they would have been charged with, you know, murder. Um, But he stepped outside, and I guess he wasn't being overly compliant. And no one had even gotten close to him at this point. And he ended up getting shot 29 times. Um, You know, and which is a ridiculous amount of gunshot wounds for someone who is not in their right mind. So long story short, as the investigation went on, um, we discovered he in fact didn't have a weapon. We were able to prove that in court and the cops were just fired. Um, That shot my father and killed him. Um, they lied because they knew that they went too far. Um, they, you know, filed a complete false police report, which was later proved that it was false. <clears throat> and um, so it was a really horrific situation. I remember being five years old. I remember having to go to his funeral I remember seeing the bullet holes in my grandmother's home. Um, I remember seeing his blood on a rock. And when you're five years old, these things are very traumatic and you can't process them and you don't understand how to process them. I saw everyone crying at the funeral and I was like, why am I not crying? I don't. And I was very confused is the best way you could explain it. Um, and I'm sharing this story for a couple of reasons. One, it kind of, it's something, it's one of my truths. And I really want my podcast to be a place where anybody can talk, you know, where you can talk about these really dark things that happen in your life, but you've overcome them. Um, you've moved past them in a lot of ways, but, um, you know, it was it was a very dark day. These these men completely t- 
took their authority too far. Um, they should have been charged with murder, frankly. And uh, like I said, it was later proved they fault, uh, false police report. Um, they altered the, the details of the report. They worked together so that they would get their stories right. Eventually, cops would confess. Um, and it was just a really dark situation altogether. Now, um, my dad was not a good man. But, and he did have a criminal record, but I don't, um, he didn't have anything relating to violent acts. Um, it was just drug out. Well, no, I take that back. I absolutely take that back. No, there had been police reports because he had been abusive toward my mother. Um, but even then, that there's no reason to shoot someone who was unarmed and all that. You know, it's, that's ridiculous. Um, he didn't charge at the police officers. He didn't do any of those things um, that would later be um, basically the, the truth will set you free type situation. And <clears throat> I'm sorry, I had to do a part two to this. My cat is driving me crazy. So... Um, Long story short, the reason I, I'm sharing this is, one, it's it's therapeutic for me to just put my truth out there. Um, it, it was traumatic for me. I mean, I, I didn't discover how badly it affected me until I got much older. And so, um, you know, that's a lot to live with and, and all that. So, um for those of you out there, I understand what it's like to live with this kind of cloud over you when you know people are in power and they can take that power from you. Um, and some abuse it. Um, I think the majority don't. Um, but, you know, there's good and bad with everyone. And so you'll hear me talk about situations, but I try not to generalize a whole group of people based on some people's actions. So um, I just want to share that with everybody because I think it's important that there's context there. I think also for, you know, minority groups to understand that it happens to people with light-skinned as well. Um, and that you're not alone, but it's not okay what happens in these situations. Um, and it's never okay for someone to be in a power position and to abuse that position to try to hurt you or threaten you or anything else. And if that ever happens to you, report it immediately. Um, get your phone out, record um, protect yourself, you know, in these situations where um, people are abusing their power, whatever field it's in. Um, unfortunately, we didn't have cell phones back then. This was in the early 80s and, and all that. Um, but, you know, for all of those who have lost loved ones, um, including 
uh, people of law enforcement. I, I'm so sorry because it's it's frivolous and no one should ever have to live losing someone, irregardless of what kind of person they are and all that, when they are unarmed and they are not posing a threat. Um, so I just want to share that with everyone and let you know you're not alone and, um, and you are loved and this happens to white people, biracial people, black people, Latin people, Asian people, you name it. It happens across the board. Um, and so I just want to let all of you know that, you know, your loved one will always be there with you, regardless of what your belief system is. Um, they'll always be there with you. And that doesn't make it okay. But that gives me some solace knowing that at least I know my dad is not suffering anymore. At least I know he's in a better place. And, um, and he can be at peace. And so, um, I definitely welcome in questions or, or anything or advice. Um, therapy is a great tool for situations like this. 